presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, playbookers and Rogumen of Olin. It's Wednesday. Today's show, everything you need to know about yesterday's elections. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. If there's one takeaway from yesterday's primaries in South Carolina, it's that Republicans can survive crossing Trump, but rarely can they survive being anti-Trump. Trump went one for two in key South Carolina primaries last night. In the first district, Representative Nancy Mace defeated Trump-backed challenger Katie Arrington, 53 to 45% in the first district. But in the seventh district, Representative Tom Rice, who voted for Trump's second impeachment, was defeated by Trump-backed Russell Fry, 51 to 25%. So far this year, the Trump-targeted Republicans who have survived his wrath have run campaigns that embrace Trump even as he spurns them. Whether it's Idaho Governor Brad Little or Mason, South Carolina, these victors were all careful not to run against Trump. Representative Tom Rice actually told voters what he thought. Trump, he said in a recent interview with Ali Mutnick, was, quote, spiteful and petty and vengeful and a narcissist who craves attention. Rice ended up losing. Another takeaway from yesterday, Republicans continue to make major inroads with Hispanics, especially in border areas of Texas. In the special election to replace Democratic Representative Philemon Vela, resigned earlier this year to become a lobbyist, Republican Myra Flores defeated Democrat Dan Sanchez 51 to 43 percent. Dems didn't spend much on the race because the district has been redrawn with friendlier lines and will be defended by Representative Vicente Gonzalez in November. Still, the dynamics have to be worrying for Democrats. Sanchez was on defense in the majority Hispanic district and ran as a, quote, conservative Democrat and pro-life. Flores, meanwhile, dabbled in QAnon conspiracy mongering and described the Rio Grande Valley as, quote, under attack, per the Texas Tribune, and one with an outright majority. She also made history. Flores will be the first Mexican-born woman to serve in Congress. Another takeaway, 2020 election deniers are winning everywhere. It's becoming more common than not for Republicans who support false election fraud theories to win GOP primaries. In many places, it's now the establishment GOP position. Look no further than the Republican Senate primary in Nevada. Adam Laxalt, with the backing of Mitch McConnell and Trump, and as the grandson of a former governor and senator, has a famous political last name, easily beat newcomer Sam Brown 55 to 36 percent. When they recently debated, one of their big fights was over whether Laxalt, Trump's 2020 Nevada campaign chair, who repeated Trump's lies about the election, had done enough to challenge the 2020 results. He'll face Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, who's considered one of the most vulnerable Senate Democrats. Also in Nevada, election denier Jim Marchant easily won the GOP's nomination for Secretary of State, raising the possibility that, quote, a candidate who fundamentally distrusts Nevada's election system and believes the results have been fraudulent for decades could be in charge of running them, writes the Nevada Independent. More takeaways, more results in today's playbook. You can check it out at politico.com playbook. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 4 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will host a reception and deliver remarks to celebrate Pride Month. Harris, Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff, Interior Secretary Deb Holland, and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg will also attend. Here's what's on the Vice President's calendar. At 2 p.m., Vice President Kamala Harris will convene Dreamers and DACA recipients for a private meeting to commemorate the 10th anniversary of the establishment of DACA. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 3 p.m. The Senate is in today. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh will testify before an appropriations subcommittee at 9.30 a.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. to consider the Financial Services Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Economic Justice Act. First and last votes are expected between 2.15 and 3.45 p.m. 
All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook, where music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Only 23% of workers have access to paid parental leave, according to the U.S. Department of Labor. That number is even worse for hourly workers. Amazon is proud to provide up to 20 weeks of fully paid leave for hourly employees. Learn how Amazon supports hourly employees at Amazon.com slash 20 weeks. That's Amazon.com slash 20 weeks.